ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. It is Sunday, May 17th, and I have come to the realization I am fucking old. What Jesus, what does that make me? (laughs) I see that the OG Army is showing up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys here. Uh, We're going to have a great show because there's no way I'm going to put myself through this and not have a great show. (laughs) How's your day go, Ryan? Uh, You know, not too bad once I was able to pick and take a nap like an old man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I seem to remember it, was, it felt like just yesterday I used to be able to stay up till, you know, two or three in the morning, get up at like five or six and be fine for the day. Those days have passed. <laughs> and it, it catches up on you quick, too. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Then one time you do it, and you're like, oh, fuck, that was no fun at all. Um, but of course, you know, part of that was because you were up late last night doing the fight companion, uh, which I thought went rather well, to be honest with you. Yeah, another six hours in the books. Not too yeah. shabby. Yeah, yeah, and for those that weren't uh, listening last night, the reason Ryan's so wiped out is he had to get up basically fucking the middle of the night and do his job. I still don't understand how that works. Uh, I assume you basically you're working with people on the other side of the world. No, so what we have is like so there's a quarterly uh, technical version where they push out you know code to like all of our systems, and that also impacts like anybody that writes insurance through our company. So they have to do it obviously at a time that no one's really working. So it's quarterly Sunday morning at like 3 or 4 a.m. where they can, you know, push all those updates, test everything to make sure it's working before anybody's actually there trying to, you know, interact with it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was trying to figure out what possible reason they would have you for getting up that goddamn early. Because, uh, folks, he had to get up at 4 a.m. We finished up the uh, podcast yesterday uh, about 1230, I think it was. And then whatever time it took him to fall asleep, obviously. So that was a short night's sleep. Yeah, that was rough. Yep. Oh, speaking of rough, uh, I'm currently cracking open and starting to drink my Gatorade and Miralax solution. That's going to be a fun time. So basically, it's going to be a race today to see whether it hits me before we finish the show. Uh, of course, I've already taken some Duralax tablets around 3 o'clock that's, that have emptied me out pretty good. Uh, so I think I'm going to make it. But on the other hand, you know how it goes with that kind of stuff. Anytime. Real man would shit himself live on air. Just uh, saying. Well, you know, I would, except for I really like this chair. It's a nice chair. <laughs> oh, shit. Excuses, excuses. But I'm seriously, man. They're like one of the things they said is you might have to wear a sanitary napkin to bed. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Oh, <laughs> but anyways, we don't want to talk about that. I know you guys don't care about the, that shit. You've heard it. You've heard about my shit way too much. Uh, so I actually do have topics today. And I'm glad to be doing the show uh, as a distraction, if nothing else. Um, you got anything, Ryan, before we get started? No, I have absolutely nothing other than the fact that I, I'm suddenly old. <laughs> well, it happens to the best of us, my friend. I think it's about well, time to, you know, purposely tank my testosterone to go get on TRT. <laughs> you know, I keep on wanting to look into that, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let's see. You probably should. You're fucking old. I am old. Like older than me old. Yeah, 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 which is makes me ancient. In dog years, I think I'm like 740 or something like that. 
I know, I yeah, know how so that works. Pro- probably about time to, to start, you know, getting on the gas. Mm. Okay. Now I said we weren't going to talk about my stomach issues anymore, but I do want to address it briefly because fucking right now I fucking hate fat people, dude. I really, really do. <laughs> uh, and l- let me explain. Um, because of the colonoscopy tomorrow, I haven't eaten anything today. Uh, they had me cut it off at like midnight yesterday. They put me on a clear liquid diet. Um, there are certain things that you can eat during a clear liquid diet. Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, because of the medication I've been taking for my other issue, uh, since I went to the emergency room the other day, I can't really drive because it gives you blurry vision and it's pretty blurry at certain times. It comes and goes. Uh, so, but I really shouldn't be driving because of this. I sent out my lovely wife to get all the stuff that I needed for today. You know, I told her I needed uh, chicken broth, uh, maybe some jello cups, things like that. Um, unfortunately, uh, my wife did not get me uh, chicken broth. She brought me home, uh, chicken bone stock soups from Campbell's thinking that would be, you know, even better than just plain chicken broth. Uh, unfortunately, uh, th- I can't drink that there. Not only is it chicken stock different than uh, chicken broth, uh, that shit has all kinds of stuff in it that I couldn't have anyways. It's not, it's not considered a clear liquid. So I was relegated to just having the uh, Jello that she, as it turns out, she didn't buy because we had Jello to make it home, which I didn't find out until about two or three o'clock when I went to uh, in the refrigerator, went to go get some. I was like, "Oh, where did the Jello go? Oh, well, you have to make it. It's in the box in the cupboard." Well, Jello takes like four to fucking six hours to make. <laughs> so, uh, so once again, uh, the only thing I've had today is one lime popsicle. Uh, so I'm kind of ornery. Uh, I love my wife to death, but I'm it's actually probably a good thing. She'd been gone all day helping uh, her cousin clean out the house because of the cousin's uh, wife dying. Uh, there's another subject that I'm going to talk about because she doesn't listen to the show anymore. Well, I don't know why she's over there. Um, she's a nice lady. She loves everybody. Well, so she's willing to help you, out people. Oh, go ahead. Before Sorry. you even get there, like, so mistake number one, we all know what mistake you, number one is, sir. Yeah. You, you trusted a woman to follow directions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't do it myself. I thought I explained it fairly well. I should have given her an actual list. Uh, I gave her a list of, you know, uh, 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 I took a picture of the uh, medications that I had to buy, like the Duralax and Miralax and all that good stuff. And she got that all 100% correct. But I, I left the food to her discretion. I ex- explained to her what I needed, and she, uh, she just misunderstood me. It's really not her fault. It's my fault. I should have written all that shit down word for word. Did you just accept blame for something? Where you told her what you needed and she fucked up? Kind of. I mean, once again, if you want things to be done properly, you have to explain it word for word. I left it to her discretion. That's my fault. I should have told her exactly what I wanted and left it at that. So, I mean, God, yeah, yeah, she fucked up, but so did I, I guess. Goddamn, pal. Your nuts are also at the cousin's house. <laughs> well, and this brings us to the next, next subject. I fucking hate her cousin. Um... He's a gigantic person. He's got to be pushing 450. Uh, his wife was a big fat person too. And then they have a special needs daughter uh, who, I, who I actually like. She's a nice girl. Um, so my wife is over there cleaning right now because uh, she thought that'd be the nicest thing she could do to help them out, which it is. But the problem being, this lady was not ill for a long period of time. She was seemingly healthy and then died overnight. The reason their house is a fucking disaster zone is not because of any medical reason. It's because they're lazy fucking slobs. I mean, she she's went over there and helped them clean out their house once or twice since I've known her. And she comes back with horror, horror fucking stories about, 
you know, shit caked on the toilet and you know uh, it took her two hours to clean the countertop off because there was nothing but layers and layers of gook and dirt and shit and all that good stuff and i am so upset with the fact that that this guy takes care uh, takes advantage of her time after time at one point she was going to help the guy out because he'd sell flowers uh on Here's a good example. He, he goes to like a farmer's market on Mother's Day and sells flowers. He buys uh, a whole bunch of racks of flowers and brings them out and sells them. And my wife, uh, he asked my wife to help him several times. So she went down a couple of times uh, and she was down there like eight or 10 hours or anything like that. And he didn't give her a fucking penny. She didn't ask for anything. But, but you know, and, and when I asked, well, isn't that that's not cool? She said, oh, well, it's money for to take care of Katie, the, the special needs girl. I go, well, yeah, all money is that you, he should still be giving you something. He shouldn't take advantage of you have work eight or 10 hours for for free. And I actually told her last time I was like, no, don't do that, dude. That's he's just taking advantage of you every time you speak to him. No, he only calls you when he needs you to help him with something. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to be venting. I'm kind of upset about that shit. Uh, I don't like my wife being taken advantage of. Well, you get trained up in that Muay Thai and you go kick that fat fucker's ass. Oh, that wouldn't be much of a fight. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's like a morbidly, morbidly obese. He's not a tall guy. He might be five seven, five eight, five nine. Probably weighs about four or five hundred pounds. He looks pretty case, much just just stick and move. Just pop that jab, take three <laughs> steps back, and wait for the heart attack. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, he looks perfectly round. It's <laughs> if you want to get a mental image of him. Okay, well, that's enough of me venting. I appreciate you guys listening to me for a second. Now back on to Happy Jay. <laughs> um, did you see that Saturday was a really bad day for NFL players? Yeah, I saw that. You have a bunch of you know crazy fucking hmm. athlete millionaires. Like, what do you expect they're going to do when they don't have the outlet of you know actually you know keeping them busy? Right. And of course, we had already spoke about the two gentlemen that decided to rob a party uh, because the probably because the poker game wasn't going their way or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different reasons that might have happened. But we already spoke about that. Apparently, in addition to that, a gentleman named Cody Latimer uh, was booked on charges of assault in the second degree menacing uh Oh, menacing, which is a, a specific charge, illegal discharge of a firearm by a prohibited and uh, prohibited use of a weapon and reckless endangerment. I couldn't get down looking on the Internet what he actually did. You know, uh, unlike the uh, two people that robbed the party thing, the details have been hard to find. But clearly the guy was doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah, fucked hard's going to fucked hard. Yep, yep. And the last one was barely even worth uh, mentioning. Uh, a guy named Ed Oliver was arrested for a DWI. But of course, it couldn't just be a DWI. It was also unlawful possession of a weapon. You know, how dumb do these guys have to be? Uh, this this makes upsets me for a completely different reason. Uh, these guys pretty much are living their dream. They wanted to, they've got to do exactly what they've wanted to do for like their almost their entire life. How hard is it just not to fuck that up? Yeah, the problem is, though, is when you have those people, like, they have grown up having no consequences for anything, ever. So, like, they yep. don't even think about it as doing something fucked up. It's just the fact that, like, you know, being in trouble isn't something that exists in their lives. Yeah, you're right. I, you're, and you're probably exactly right. Uh, being talented, athletic people, uh, we've always worshipped our our stars, Uh 
it's been going on forever. Uh, and they've always been the star of their own little universe. I'm sure. And like starting probably in middle school when they found out that they were better at something than other people. And it just probably progressed from there, uh, as they got better and better and the gap between them and their, uh, um, fellow people uh, got wider and wider. They got treated more and more like a special individual. And that being the case, you know, special individuals don't have the same rules that us regular people do. Uh, well, and yeah, and, and look at the look at the MMA, you know, equivalent. Look at John Jones. Like NBK yeah. just set, threw it out there too. Like this guy consistently fucks up, never faces any consequences, shows no remorse for any of it outside of like the day after that he, you know, posts some Bible verse and says that he's going to fix himself. Like, and if you think about it, he's on like the lower rung of these guys. Like these people have been freak athletes their entire lives. Like before they even play a professional game, they already have a $10 million check. Uh, so just think of that. Like John Jones can get away with anything. These people are a step up from that. Right. Exactly. Um, the only consequences they have to worry about is what their, uh, like their managers and team owners think they don't have to worry about any of that other shit. Um, and those managers and team owners are probably quite a bit like Mr. Dana White, where as long as you're making him money, he's willing to overlook a whole bunch of shit. They'll overlook anything. It's just once the league steps in, like pretty much the only like no go is if you kill someone or if you beat the shit out of a woman. Those are like kind of the two, the two things that'll lead to you getting uh, suspended. Yeah, that's yeah ridiculous. So once again, with Mister Hardy fighting the MMA, because that doesn't matter to Mister White. <laughs> uh, well, no. Shit. Well, Dana would say, you know, all that happened in the past. He's a better person now. Well, and. And I do believe that as long as you didn't kill somebody, uh, once you've pun been punished for something, the punishment should be over. Everyone has a right to make a living and live their life. Uh, he bothers me because he was never actually punished for it. Yes, he was kicked out of the league, but it's not like he spent any time in jail or anything like that because the lady dropped the charges eventually. Um, so to me, it feels like he was never punished for a crime he definitely committed. Well, that's what happens when you're rich. Yeah, I guess so. All you have yeah. to do is like, Here's a duffel bag full of hundreds. Go ahead and drop the case. Yeah. Yeesh, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just annoys me. Uh, but that's just how our life is, you know? Um, well, excuse me. I'm actually getting kind of worked up about it. <laughs> Stray just oh, no. checked in. Stray just checked in. He purposely checked in 10 to 15 minutes late. So he would miss the daily shitter update. Dude, you got it exactly right. I just finished talking about it. Call on in. We can we can talk about all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> Shoot the shit, boys. Guys, I realize it's been an issue. I've been talking about it quite a bit. I'll, I'll promise not to try to bring it up at the very beginning of the uh, show anymore. Uh, I realize it's while it's something that's pretty important in my life, it's not stuff you guys want to hear about. So I promise to leave it alone for a while. On the good right. news, though, so tomorrow you're, you're finally starting week two of your workout plan. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to be honest with you, Dalton. I'm not working out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> after 24 hours of no food and shitting my guts out, the last thing I want to do is try to work out before I go get my colonostomy. Uh, so no, you, you do it, you do it after you do the colonoscopy, you get like food back in, you start feeling decent and you throw in the workout that evening. Okay. Actually, I, I, that's not a bad idea. I hadn't considered that because from what I understand, the drugs that they give you from the colonostomy pretty much fuck you up the entire day. Um, I think someone said like fucking fentanyl or some shit like that. And they definitely say you can't, uh, you can't drive the entire day. So if I'm feeling up for it, yes, I will do it. Uh, if I'm all fucked up, then that's probably a bad idea. 
I don't know. Well, We're, Tender's calling. We'll see what he thinks of it. <laughs> if you're all fucked up, then what you do is you keep Thursday as a rest day. You take away Sunday as a rest day, and you just fit in the five days. Okay, that was I was going to ask you. So, so skipping a day is never an option. You have to fit it in some way or another. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Tender, how you doing, boss? Hey, what's going on, boys? <laughs> um, shit. Uh, how you doing, boss? You, how you feeling? I I don't think you drank a ton last night, did you? Um, I got into it a little bit because I smoked. Uh, I didn't smoke. Let me let me back up, rephrase that. I I smoked a brisket on the smoker yesterday, so I probably had I had three or four beers before the podcast, and then I had uh, I had a couple of vodkas while I was uh, chilling on the podcast. But overall, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like that uh, the the last fight companion, which um, I really got into it pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone did. Uh, uh, I was the only one that felt even semi all right the next day. <laughs> but so I'm glad to, I'm glad you're feeling better this time. Uh, so, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, you got anything you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I've got a couple topics, but my topics always suck. So if you guys got anything uh, better, go, go for it. You no, know, I, I got up, uh, I got up early this morning. Uh, my alarm goes off at five on the off chance that I actually want to work out before I go to work, mm-hmm. but that rarely, rarely fucking happens. So I snoozed it till about six. Um, I got to be work at seven. <clears throat> so I got to work and, um, yeah, I got my workout in today. I worked. I got my workout in. I just did some work on the on the bike that I'm building. Um, so yeah, and I was actually overall I was happy with my lift today. Granted, because I, I was up late and got up early, like like Dalton did. So I was happy with the lift today. Um, my bench was was all right. I hit all my reps that I wanted to hit on my bench, and then did some assistance work. So uh, it, 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 overall, it wasn't that bad. Nice. Yeah. That's one of the best feelings I get is about an hour after I've had a really good lift where I did everything correctly and stuff and those endorphins are kicking in. And I, you know, and I, if nothing else, it feels like I did something productive for today. Yeah. I'm, I'm really big, especially when I'm working like the bigger lifts. Like I, I tend to be, um, I did look at Dalton's workout a little bit and I, he tends to have more of a, uh, a, a, uh, what's the word I'm, a periodization where you work around bigger lifts with assistance. And I kind of have adhered to that for a long time. And, um, so w- like bench today was my big lift. And when I do, when I do bench, I will rotate different rep schemes in with different, uh, weights. If I'm going, um, lower weights, uh, I'm going higher reps and I'm, I'm a big proponent of five by five by whatever it is. Say I'm going to work out with, a low weight for the day, which would be like, say a low weight would be like 205 on bench. I, I'm trying to get five five sets of of 10 reps on mm-hmm. on that on that on that weight. And then uh, generally I'll throw in an AMRAP, which is as many reps as possible on the on the fifth set. So say I get say I complete my f- four by ten of that that given weight on that last one, I'll do as many reps as possible. So mm-hmm. if I if I can if I can complete four by 10 and then hit like 12 on my AMRAP, I'm actually super, super stoked. So today right. was like a medium, today was like a medium day. So, um, the weights I'm, I'm pretty weak right now. So my weights, I was working out with 225 on bench and I would just wanted five by sevens and I did my complete five by sevens, but on, on that, I didn't do an AMRAP on, on the fifth set. I actually, I hit my seventh 
with with a good amount of shaking leg drive and a little bit of arch on that seventh fucking rep. So I, I hit it. So I was happy. Right on, right. See, I'm familiar with five by five. That was the workout program the OG started me on when I started. Uh, actually, that's not true. I started off with my own workout program, doing like three ten, three, three sets of tens and things like that. But when I went to the OG with the Brothers of Iron uh, thread, they uh, instructed me that a good basic starter lift thing was five by five. So I did that for about a year to a year and a half, not knowing you're not supposed to do it for that long. Um, so I am familiar with like as you mentioned, the five by system, although they always had me doing the, basically the heaviest weights I could do like 70% of your max uh, sets of five by five. Yeah. I, I like, I like uh, kind of just going week to week, like one week I work on lower weights, higher reps for a five by, so a five by 10 and then with an AMRAP and then I'll go to like a, you know, a medium or a heavy or whatever, wherever I'm at, I kind of, I really go by feel. Um, which probably has cost me a lot in the long run, but I go by feel when I'm, when I'm working out. A lot of times I have what I want to do as far as, okay, today I'm benching, but then my assistance, I just feel, I kind of flow through it. Like, uh, what do I want to do? I want to cable crossovers. Do I want to do flies? Do I want to do like, um, pushups off of TRX rings? So, um, any of those assistance exercises aren't really pre-programmed in. I just kind of go by feel and that's Mm -hmm. probably not the greatest thing, but you know, I, I, I do it. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I, it, to me, it doesn't sound like that bad of a system. No, it's not. So the only reason I really program them in is because I have like the accessories that I love to do. So if I was just winging it, like I would end up doing the same fucking accessories every week for the rest of my life. Hmm. I think that's really one of the only reasons I specifically program different ones in just so over the course of, you know, five to six months, I'm hitting different things. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I was I was really glad uh, that today was a rest day because uh, that like bursitis or whatever I have going on in my shoulder is way worse today. I can't I can barely lift my elbow past the shoulder point, and there's no way I can lift my arm up, uh, which is weird. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'll I'll be honest with you. You know what I'm scared of? I don't think it's this, but when I had shingles uh, for the first two or three year, a week or so, it kind of felt like I had a burning muscle pull in an area. Uh, that I'd never had before. Um, and it got worse and worse and worse. And the, by, eventually I went to the hospital when I started to see like little spots pop up. Uh, it turns out I should have looked on my back cause it was way worse there and probably showed up way before that. And I'm trying to remember right now, if this is what that felt like, cause it's, you're not supposed to get shingles twice, but it's, uh, apparently it can happen. It's just super duper rare. Um, and if I, if I'm getting shingles again, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, I, I'm not going to be a happy guy. I've had shingles a shit ton of times, Jay, actually. Really? They said, you know, uh, that I, from what I read, after you get it the first time, you're like only like a 10% chance of ever getting it again or some, some really low chance that they said normally it doesn't happen. Yeah. I get it in the nerve branch that comes up. Uh, it, it comes up over your skull and then down towards your eye. So Ooh, I always, that's eat, dangerous. Yeah, obviously you only get it on one side of your body at a time. You can't have it on both spheres of your body. Um, so it's that nerve branch that comes up over the head and goes close to the eye. So I'll get it right on my forehead on like the right high, right hand side. And honestly, I've had it so many times that that nerve branch is pretty much burned out. I barely feel it. What I feel more is the um, there's a lymph node like in front of my ear 
when that mm-hmm. fucking thing starts to swell up, I know it's coming on. And within two days, if I notice that that lymph node swells up within two days, I've got blisters on that side of my head. Mm. So you always get it in the same spot. It's never any, in a different spot. I've never had it in any other nerve branch. Just that one. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Cause this is a completely different spot. Last time it was like right, right around my waistband uh, going from the right, right, almost right where the belly button was or over around the back to almost where the spine was. Obviously it never went over to the other side and today, and this one is like in my upper shoulder, uh, like lower shoulder, upper back area. Um, so I'm just hoping that it's not what it is. Uh, bursitis, yeah. I assume will uh, probably go away at some point. Uh, the, the, the torso, from what I heard, the torso, because it's such a very large, the, the nerve. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I think uh, Jay's wife came home and is petting the dogs and totally ignoring him. That's what I, I think. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> that, that might be true, yes. <laughs> but what, what, what were you saying about the torso thing? Well, because that's such a very large nerve branch, um, when that nerve branch becomes infect, uh, you know, um, infected with the, with the, it's basically it's a, a virus. It's the herpes zoster. It's what causes chickenpox. When that nerve branch becomes infected with that herpes zoster virus, the larger the nerve branch, the more lasting effects, and and obviously the the, the more raw you're going to have because it's a larger nerve branch. The nerve branch that I get infected with is a very, very small nerve branch. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't affect me like it would affect somebody with, with that big torso band. You know, when you see the pictures online of that, that band of, of, of shingles blisters that comes across the torso, I, I could imagine that would be very nasty. Oh, it sucked, dude. Uh, they started off giving me some like, uh, I can't, uh, Traxodone, Traxodol or something like that for painkillers with the, at the, uh, emergency room when i went uh and i went and saw my doctor the next day for you know to let him know about it i told him what they were giving me and he fucking laughed he's like really he goes no that's not gonna work and he said he prescribed me norcos uh, which is how i discovered that norcos give me stomach problems um but i appreciated them at the, i appreciated them at the time holy shit that's that sucked ass dude i I don't think I consider myself to have at least a, a average pain threshold, if not a little bit higher, because I've experienced lots of different pains. And as you guys know from getting tattoos, you have to have a fairly good one to get uh, tattooed in certain places. This fucking sucked ass. I wouldn't wish that wish that on anybody. I was out of work for like two weeks or something, just unable to do anything but sit there and go, oh, and that was yeah. my life for two weeks. Yeah, yeah I I think- that. Go ahead. Yeah, slice of tramadol. I think that's it, which is a painkiller, but it didn't touch this shit. Yeah, um, yeah, it sucks, man. What's the worst place you've been tattooed? Like for um, you, what's the most sensitive, bitchy part of, of your body? My calves, actually. Um, that to me, that seemed like it hurt the most. Not only did it hurt the, because I, I can handle the pain, but why don't like it in leg tattoos? Because I've discovered that my legs tend to jump you know, involuntarily. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm always yep. scared to death. I'm always scared to death that I'm going to fuck up a tattoo. Uh, number two, what surprised me, uh, the ditch of my elbow did not bother me nearly as much as people said. You know, I always thought that'd be a really bad spot. It didn't really bother me all that much. It wasn't fun. It's not as, right. as easy as like the shoulder or the forearm or something, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. But calf tattoos suck. How about you guys? Inside, where's, where's your worst spots? Inside calf or outside? Um, I've, I've done both. Uh, I'd say they're about equal, really. Uh, may- maybe the inside cap's a little bit worse. Okay. Yeah, I got one on my outside. It didn't bother me too bad. And I got a, I got a pretty big thigh piece, and mm-hmm. that didn't bother me. But what bothered me 
what was horrific was ribs and more specifically more lower than the ribs towards that bitchy love handle spot. And yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. fat. I got love handles. That fucking spot sucks. I sat for two hours on a rib piece. And honestly, if he would have told me when he stopped, when he got it completed at at the end of two hours, if he would have told me I need 10 more minutes, I probably would have walked out. It was that fucking bad. Oh, dude, I'm afraid to even get ribs. That's such a sensitive spot. Just touching it. I would be afraid to, honestly. I'm not, not going to lie. Ryan, you you have quite a few. Uh, what's your worst spot? I really don't even have that many. I have like four or five tattoos. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's because you have rather large ones. That I consider you having a, a lot of tattoos. Yeah, so thinking about it, like, yeah, I have like a basically a half sleeve on my left arm. So that's just the arm. There's nothing there as far as pain. Uh, same thing on my right arm, a couple there. But again, that's kind of shoulder and bicep. So nothing there. And then I had my calf done. So towards the end of the 10 hours, it was getting a little a little sore. The worst was like the days after for my calf mm. because it was so fucking like just worked out that I could barely walk for probably two or three days. Like any pressure on it just felt like my calf was just like going to explode. Mm. See, I, I tell people all the time when they're getting their first tattoos, they're like, oh, I want to get this on my foot or I want to get this here. Or, I want to get there. I'm like, no, your first tattoo is on your upper bicep shoulder. No exceptions. And they're like, why? I go, because that is by far the very easiest place to get a tattoo. It, so get one done there. Uh, they'll tell yeah, you whether you, you can't want handle to handle that. Yeah, yeah. Then you just, you know, tattoos are not for you. Exactly. If you can't handle that one, you're not supposed to get any more tattoos. So start there because yeah. the last thing you want to do is to have half a tattoo. I had a buddy that was completely covered. This little fucking old skinhead that I used to know back in, in Dunedin, Florida. And he was covered both sides of his of his body. And he got the like the I, I believe the bones of your foot are the phalanges is, or Ooh. is that fingers? Um, um, I think those are fingers, aren't they? Is that I, they might be... so? It's 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 the other. It's the opposite of phalanges. It's the feet bones. So he right, had right. those tattooed. He had a, basically the skeletal system of his foot tattooed on top of his foot, <laughs> and that that dude like refused to walk for like a week. And he was a tough, fucking nasty skinhead, like crazy ass motherfucker. And that dude was such a bitch. And I don't have the tops of my feet uh, tattooed, so I can't speak on it. But for a guy that tough and and that covered in tattoos to bitch out on his foot, it must have been pretty bad, I would imagine. Yeah, and it, it is an individual thing. Uh, they say that there are certain spots that in general are more uh, painful, but it varies from person to person. I've seen people handle stupid, painful tattoos in certain spots and then be uncomfortable in spots that I thought were easy. So while there is a general guideline for where the most painful spots are, it, it does vary a lot. Uh, and my tattoo artist buddy has tons of stories about not finishing tattoos. Uh, he said the, the, the funniest one was uh, some chick that came in to get something done. He literally did one line and she was done. <laughs> uh, no, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now she's got like a one line tattoo for the rest of her life because she didn't uh, think it out very well. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got my left hand. I've got a rose. My my uh, one of my my daughter's middle name is Rose. So I've got a, a pretty large rose that encompasses the, the top of my left hand. And a lot of people are, are curious about that. And and how much that hurt and it really didn't hurt but it swelled up like a motherfucker like you couldn't even see my knuckles if i made a fist i mean mm. it looked like i got stung by a thousand bees in my hand the next day like it was completely swollen 
Mm-hmm. And people really do need to think out these tattoos. Uh, I made a mistake of deciding that I wanted to get like a whole diorama motif going on my right leg. Uh, and what we went with was a Simpsons in space theme. So I have a uh, tattoo of Homer Simpson wearing a spacesuit. Uh, there's a tattoo of uh, Mr. Burns r- r- driving a spaceship. Uh, there's a tattoo of uh, Lisa in a spacesuit. And I have a tattoo of the aliens. Uh you know, the, that uh, invaded uh, Sim- Springfield several times, um, but it's not done. I still need, we're still going to add a, a tattoo of Bart, and then we need to do the space background. That's the part that I didn't think out well. Because there has to be a, a space background, that means the entirety of that calf needs to be covered from point to point. You, you know, uh, and I'm not looking forward to that shit at all. <laughs> I mean, I've had, I've had this motif going for about four or five years now, and I haven't touched that leg in three years. Every single time I went and got a tattoo, something I was like, "Ah, we'll work on that some other time. <laughs> Let's do this now," because because uh, it's really literally my entire from basically up from my ankle up to my kneecap is going to be one big tattoo, and that's going to suck ass. Yeah, good good luck with a few days after getting that done. So like I said, like mine is pretty much my entire backside of my calf, and that motherfucker. Yeah, the way that that muscle was just you know torn up from all the. Uh, from all the abuse from that 10 hours. Yeah, that's that's not fun. Yep. And it, another thing to keep in mind for those people going out to get a tattoo, it does matter who you use. Uh, it, people always look at the artistic abilities of the tattoo artists that they're going for, which is a great idea, obviously. Uh, but there is a talent to tattooing someone without hurting them. And some tattoo artists don't fucking know that. No, some guys are rough. Like, they'll, they'll just cover that ink and they'll just fucking throw it deep and hard um kind of like ryan's sex life uh with other guys <laughs> when he gets paid but yeah they'll throw it deep and hard and in it yeah especially the black work yeah yeah black's rough um see i'm lucky it's for me it, it, it's funny because uh, as you guys know when you get a tattoo first they'll do the line work and then they'll go in and do the shading and you would think the shading would be the worst because it's normally, at least for me, since I get colorful tattoos. So that's what's covering the most of my skin. But that's not the case. It's the line work that they do beforehand that always hurts the most. Uh, the only reason the shading really hurts at all is just because the area is already fucking pissed off. Yeah, yeah it depends exactly. on how long they're doing it, too. So shading can be a motherfucker if they're covering a large area over like a you know two to three hour period. Right, right. It's, it's all relative, of course. I mean, uh, I just, you know, obviously, once you get into stuff like that, the shading's going to hurt like a bitch. But I found in general, well, also, I get smaller tattoos than you guys do. I get uh, small ones and add them all up together rather than just getting a big one. So I'm rarely in the chair for more than a couple hours. Uh, but it's always the line work that's a bitch. What's the longest you've sat for, Jay? Uh, three and a half hours. Almost, almost yeah. four. Uh, that was that's... for my... Uh, that's not bad. That's 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 a long sitting in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but that but that was one like the very, very longest. My average tat he's for one thing my tattoo artist is super fucking quick. I mean, he's amazingly quick. Uh he's kicked me out tattoos in an hour that would take someone else 3 hours. Um he charges normal people $175 an hour for his services, and which is more expensive than most of the people around here. But I explained to people, I'm like, dude, he has to. He's doing himself a disservice if he doesn't charge more because he's fucking fast. You'll appreciate that $175 an hour when you get your tattoo done in half the time as anybody else. Mm-hmm. But he's what got about like you, 18. Ryan? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, mainly I sit long. So, my calf was 10 hours, all one sitting. Oh, my God. Um, my left oh. arm was uh, just over seven hours. And then on Ink Master, I set for the full six. 
Can I find that episode somewhere? Because I've I've never seen it. And I've heard you guys uh, refer to it a couple times. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Season five, episode five, I think. Where can I five watch, five watch Ink Masters? I, I'm actually interested in this too because I love that show, uh, and I haven't been able to find it on any of the streaming services. As far as I know, it wasn't on like uh, uh, Hulu or Netflix or anything like that. Uh, so I'm interested as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like uh, to watch it, that because, I, like I said, I've heard you guys refer to it a couple times. Yeah, and and it's hard to see because a lot when looking it up on Google, it doesn't really help you any because they'll tell you where it used to be. Uh, like it says, uh, Ink Master streaming on Hulu, but not anymore. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I'm going to do some research on it because it's one of my favorite shows. When I tell people I like reality shows, they think of like the Keeping Up with the Kardashians and that bullshit, but that's not the type I like. I like this type of reality show. Yeah. I've never watched that. I, I, I like knives a lot, and I've never watched that, whatever that knife show is that Altovsky. Fortune Fire? In, yeah, Altovsky, I guess, has been invited on it multiple times. He turns them down because I forget what his reasoning is. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've never seen it, and I'm surprised I haven't because I like knives. Uh, from what I understand, his problem with it is – uh, they're putting you under conditions that you would not normally work under, and it's a really good way to make yourself look bad. And he says he doesn't need mm-hmm. the, the business, and why would he go on national TV and take a chance of making himself look like an idiot? I, so, Which I makes sense to me. I was like, those guys are put under conditions, making stuff how they're not used to making it. Yes, they might do well, but there's a good chance that they're not going to. So if you don't need the business, why do it? Yeah, I really like that guy. He's got um, there's certain posters, and, and and when you go into in, into threads on the OG and you see certain posters, there's a lot of guys that are just very level headed. They make sense. If if someone busts their balls, they either let it roll or they confront it confront it directly and appropriately. He's one of those guys. Mountain Medic is another guy that I'm really impressed mm-hmm. with his demeanor yep. and how he deals with people. Those two guys I really ha- hold in, in high regard and how they how they approach confrontation and how they deal with people. Yeah, me too. Um, there's several people like that on there. And that's uh, one of the reasons. Those are the people, when they give me shit, I pay attention to. There's tons of people on the OG that like to give me shit. Some people don't like me. Some people think it's fun to do. But there are certain people, when they give me shit, I pay attention. Because I know they're not trying to fuck with me. They're stating something that they think I need to know. Right, yeah. Right. Oh, and as much fun as uh, Forge and Fire is, you need to look up Knife or Death. It's it's a uh, it's it's a spinoff of uh, Forged and Fire where people come in with their own blades and try to like run like the equivalent of a knife obstacle course. Um, like they like you have to run over and then chop these things and run over here and then hit these vegetables that are hanging from uh, ropes, then break these uh, wooden rods with your blade. And it's a r- awesome mix of people that make knives and fucking cosplay people that are bringing their swords. It is a it yeah. is a. It's a shit show of a of a thing, and it's hilarious to watch. I'd say go look up that before you even watch Forge and Fire. It was fucking hilarious. And what's it called? Knife or die? Uh, knife or it? death? Uh, knife, knife or, or death. death? All right. Yeah. Now you All did right. see some interesting thing because apparently competitive knife chopping is a thing. Um, there's, there's actually a knife style called a uh, competitive chopper, um, which I'm sure Olavsky could make. Uh, so those guys tend to do pretty well, and they're all, most of them seem to be like big burly guys that like to hit things with a big knife. Uh, but the really hilarious ones are like the people I brought my grand, my great grandpa's Japanese uh, katana, and they watch them bend it on something the first, third time he hits something. 
<laughs> no shit. Yeah, uh, it's 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 good fun. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm not a big fan of most reality shows. I don't know. Oh, uh, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Okay, in the what the fuck file, a Georgia man was caught having sex with a dead woman outside of a homeless center, like on the front steps to a homeless center. Uh, my only first my first question is, I'm was is this not Florida? Is this? <laughs> I was amazed that that's not where it was. So apparently they have fucked up shit in Georgia too. So wait, what? he's he he's having sex with a dead person where? In the uh, on the front steps of a homeless homeless shelter. And and how long had she been dead, or had, was he fucking her when she OD'd and then died, and he just had to finish up, or what's the deal? Uh, well, he was fucking her when the cops pulled up, <laughs> and the article said that the woman had been dead for some time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I would assume at least, you know, for uh, long enough for it to be cold and stiff. Uh, <laughs> and I, Jesus Christ, dude, every time I think I've heard of the most fucked up thing, there's something even more fucked up. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know why I thought of that as a topic, because really, what are you going to say to that besides fuck? But, well, Jesus, uh, Tom Petty made a fucking world famous song off of fucking dead people, didn't he? I see there's always some amb- amb- ambiguity about what that song was about. Uh, if you watched the video, that sure seemed like it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sure. love that song, by the way. That's one of the few songs that I can play in my bass. Uh, that's just a great song. I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I'm, oh, I can't say that I'm a commercial big Tom Petty fan. Like all of his popular hits I'm a big fan of, but like it's not like I buy his records and know any of his songs that aren't played on the radio. No, nah, he's he's good. There's there's a couple of those artists that are poppy out there, but when they come on, like I was, like I said, I was smoking yesterday, and and I don't give a shit. I know it's played out, but Benny and the Jets came on with Alan John, and that is a fucking banger, dude. And and he a lot of his songs are bangers until he got into that cheesy '80s stuff, but his '70s songs, that's a bad motherfucker. I don't care how many dicks he sucked. That's a badass motherfucker right there. No, I agree. Uh, I like. I'm a big fan of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. That's a really, uh, a real heart uh, stirring song. Uh, Benny and the Jets is really great. I like Alligator Rock, even though it's kind of cheesy and funny. Uh, he's got a lot of good songs. <laughs> Stray saying Ryan's napping. Like, what are these old fuckers talking about? I don't even think he knows who Tom Petty is. To add, yeah, I have nothing to add when it comes to Elton John. Tom Petty was actually good. The only reason I have any exposure to him is I had an advanced physics teacher in high school that was actually a fucking NASA burnout. And just all day during any class, he just had Tom Petty playing in the background. Oh, well, there's worse things to be played in the background, I suppose. It was fucking relaxing. And he yeah. was a super chill guy. Cause, I mean, I imagine going from being, you know, an actual rocket scientist to teaching physics in some little fucking town like... The stress level had to have gone down quite a bit. Yeah, I could imagine so. But you know what? I was thinking about something I said just a while ago. Do you guys consider people that only listen to the radio songs and never like look up the ex- obscure songs or buy the records? Do you consider those actual fans? No, they're fucking sheep. They're, they might be fans, but they're like they're basic people. They're they, you know they're they're they they watch they go home and they watch the news. They watch Jay Leno. They do all the mainstream stuff. They shop at the Gap. They do that stuff. They're, in my opinion, they're just fucking basic bitches. They're robots, kind of. <laughs> I don't think that's a fair assessment. Because uh, I, 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 I do have certain bands where I bought their 
uh, album and listen to all their songs, a lot of Metallica stuff and things like that. But I, I can find something randomly on the radio and like it and enjoy the song. I'll throw it on my Spotify and have no desire to go look up their other shit. I don't know why, because uh, you would assume that they'd have other good shit. But Well, that goes with your whole minimum effort mantra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've already got their good stuff. Why do I need anything else? No, More but than likely they're you set... don't have their good stuff. Yeah, like you That's... fucking talking about the only like Eminem you know is the shitty pop single that he did every CD. Right, for the most part, yeah, and uh, and I understand that that's just scratching the surface of what is Eminem. Uh, but being not hugely in the rap, uh, it was always his entertaining songs that drew me in, as opposed to his more serious work. There's, a, I mean, some of his uh, commercial stuff was kind of serious, uh, like "Lose Yourself" is obviously not a funny song. Well, that and that you know accompanied a fucking movie, so yeah, right. it wasn't you know projected to be some pop single. The problem is, is you you do get drawn in by the stupid like scientific pop like niche. There's a whole fucking thing about it. Who was it? I think Freakonomics might have done either a podcast or an article on it about how if you actually analyze like all of like the top you know ten hits for however long, they all follow like a, a similar like cadence of how they're doing things. Right. I, I suppose you could say that, but you got to remember, on the other hand, I don't really listen to the radio. Uh, that hasn't been my thing. Uh, and when I did listen to the radio, it was like rock stations or, or alternative stations. Uh, but still, there is some validity to that because after I stopped hanging out in the local band scene, because at one point, everything I listened to was fucking local music uh, and stopped hanging out with my heavy metal things, excuse me, my heavy metal friends, my interest in music kind of waned. Uh, I stopped seeking out new music at that point. Uh, before I didn't have to seek out new music. My friends were always like, here, listen to this here, listen to this. You know, I heard all kinds of weird, crazy stuff that, uh, heavy metal bands that 99% of heavy metal people have never heard of because that was what was being exposed to me. But I have to admit left to my own devices. I'm not nearly that musically adventurous. I wouldn't say that, man. Like, like I just described that, like the basic bitch that, 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 just listens to that top 40 or listens to fucking country music. And that's another <laughs> thing. That's, that's, that's another thing. I know some of you guys like country music. I'm not dissing you, but there's just top 40 country music is the absolute, just worst mind numbing fucking thing that you could ever think of. It's I, fucking Nickelback, but an entire genre of music. <laughs> Buddy, I could I could write. I swear to God, if I had some connections in Memphis, I could write fucking top forty hits, and so could you, and so could you, Jay. It's yeah. it's it's just I and, and and they've swindled, they've fucking hornswoggled people into believing that it's fucking good music. All the hot fucking country bitches that love these guys that wear their tight fucking Wranglers and, and wiggle around on stage. And they're just horrible musicians. They're horrible lyricists and their fucking songs suck. And I fucking hate them. You know, <laughs> this is going to be a, a weird statement, but one of the things I resent about my stepdad the most is that he ruined old country for me. Uh, from what I understand, old country is pretty fucking awesome. We're, you know, we're talking like the Johnny cash and the Roy mm -hmm. Orbison, you know, and all the old school outlaw country fucking guys, David Allen Coe, yeah. Merle Haggard, get the yeah, Merle Haggard. Guys yep, those guys will stab you in the fucking kidney and piss on you, and then play a fucking little ditty. 
Yeah, exactly. And that was what my uh, stepdad listened to growing up. So I have a lot of bad memories associated with that type of country music. Uh, so I never was able to give myself the chance to like that kind of shit. And now as an adult, looking back on it, I can realize that's some really good fucking music, but I uh-huh. just can't get into it. you know. And that's one of the many things I resent that motherfucker about. <laughs> it's also before it was a fucking paint by numbers thing it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with all the fucking types of music like if you even listen to like you know halfway popish rock back then like mainstream rock 100% better than today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh oh, George Strait Sly Dog mentioned him yeah that was a a big one back then too Uh, there's just all kinds of awesome uh, old country dudes and they must be rolling over in their grave to see where their music genre is now Oh, shit. Icy Mike entered the live studio. Icy, no, Colin, I want to talk to you about your Dan the Wolfman interview. Get your ass in here. Oh, my. We have a celebrity. Yeah, whatever, whatever happened with that? No, he did it. I, I know that. Did he be, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. it. I watched it today. It was fucking good. Icy Mike is a, you know, I hate to suck his dick because he's kind of an asshole, but that fucking dude is intelligent as shit. And, and he gives really, really, really good advice. He'll bust your balls at the same time and hold your hand. He's a fucking he's he's a he's a very smart dude. No, I like I like him. He's a good guy. Um, and like, as you mentioned, he is a uh, pretty intelligent and is and he's running his shit well. I was so impressed how he started from basically nothing has built and has built himself a pretty big social media press uh, presence. Of course, you know, beating people up in someone's backyard was a good way to get a start at that. But he that didn't just that, that didn't just did not just hand him all what he had. He worked for all that shit, man. He's worked his ass off. You know yeah, that I see? Jay, street yeah. beef 70, you versus me. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Go hey, viral, my- motherfucker. Hey, Mike, how you doing, boss? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Oh, we're doing great. So, Good, man, man. Uh, uh, apparently, Tenor has some questions for you. What's up, Tenor oh, of the year? Hold on. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. yeah. So, let me put my earpiece back in. I fucking lost it for a oh, second. God, amateur hour again. Yeah, isn't oh, it this fucking day. <laughs> so, Mike, yeah, we saw that you did a interview with Dan the Wolfman yet the other day. Um, how'd that go? I haven't watched it yet, but everyone says it was a pretty interesting interview. It was. It couldn't have gone better. It couldn't have gone more like what I intended for these things to be. It couldn't have been more that. Um. Well, uh, what a lot of people think I'm doing is probably just like, like Tenor said, yeah, there's a lot of ball busting. I mean, there's a lot of ball busting, but there's some real, real shit going on in these uh, interviews. See, uh, I was apparently joining the OG right around the time that he was getting banned because I recognize his name and I've seen people post about him, but I don't think I've ever seen any of his posts or actual content. So I don't really know that much about the guy. He's crazy, dude. He's insane. <laughs> imagine like a imagine like the the YouTube trolls, like the ninjas, like that type of group, right? Mm-hmm. Except he can fight. Oh, he yeah? can. Yeah, well, see, that's interesting. Like I didn't know that right off the bat. So, uh, the impression that people gave me on the OG was that he was just some crazy guy that may or may not be a troll. No, he's a troll. He is a troll, 100%. Actually, the, the most of the interview was about me trying to get him to set his trolling ways behind him. Uh. In fact, <laughs> in many ways, he was sort of the prototype uh, Icy Mike. 
You know, like the oh, way yeah? he created content and the way he created buzz and the way he got under people's skin and said wild out there stuff to evoke a reaction. Like he was like the prototype, but he never evolved. He never figured out what worked and what didn't. And he never, he kind of never grew up. Mm. So uh, that was my job was to try to bring him up to speed and tell him to stop trolling people and stop being inflammatory for the sake of being inflammatory because no one was watching no one cared no one was listening to what he had to say and uh you know i figured out early that you know that stuff didn't work right right yep so basically it was an icy intervention yes yes i was like his uh his sponsor the trolls trolling anonymous (laughs) so mike how you started that fucking interview was absolutely it was it, psychologically, it was amazing how you started that interview because you went into it and you were talking to him and you were giving him his props, but you kept highlighting the word, how is it you're still irrelevant? And you kept going back to that. You kept punching him in the face with that word irrelevant. And it was psychologically how you fucking turned him was it, it was a thing of beauty as, as, as a guy that, you know, I, I, I like to, to be able to look at manipulation and, and how you talk well, to people. Yeah. How you did that was amazing. Yeah. You as a, um, being in law enforcement, that's essentially law enforcement and personal training are both jobs where you use the skill of being manipulative, but you use it for good. Like when people hear manipulative, right. they hear, Oh, that's a bad thing. You shouldn't be manipulative, but both of those jobs require you to be manipulative, but hopefully for a positive outcome. And yeah, right. I was, uh, I chose the word. I chose that word uh, on purpose. And you saw the first time I said it, he was like, "Well, I don't, I don't like that word. I don't like that at all." You know, right? And uh, I, I hammered that point home because the issue was he's so stuck on wanting people to know that he can wrestle and wanting people to know that he can fight and wanting people to know that he can teach them things, and none of that is in question. Like nobody, nobody. I've never seen anybody deny that the dude had. I mean, uh, you know, there's people that think, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather doesn't know how to fight. You know what I mean? There's, there's anybody will say that stuff about some people, but like that was Delusional not the issue. People, with yeah. Him. Yeah. That's not the issue with him. The issue with him is that nobody cared. So that's what we mm-hmm. had to fix. So he had to come to grips with the fact that, yeah, okay, you can fight. You're strong. You're very knowledgeable. You've trained with the greats. You've been around since the beginning, but nobody cares. Wow. And I, like, as I mentioned, I didn't watch the interview yet. Uh, how, how did he take that? Uh, rough at first. We had some tears. You know, we had a couple of uh, choke up moments. And then uh, we had an outpouring of support from the chat where they, you know, people were going and subscribing to his channel. People were going and buying his new course. And uh, I've made him promise to make me five videos in a row that were just about adding value and teaching and not about trolling or like calling out Eddie Bravo or calling out John Jones or calling out, uh, you know, other YouTubers. Hmm. Yeah. God you damn, you actually is a skinny white Oprah. Dude, he did, <laughs> if you didn't see the interview, Ryan, it's a fucking amazing how he went about it. He had open tabs. He had done his research. He had points that he wanted to make. He had videos to back up his point at each, each time he made that point, he clicked on a video, I mean, you that interview. I, I mean, I know you probably did it short notice, but you did your fucking research. You didn't just wing it. 
Yeah, no, it was, uh, I'd had a, a little practice. That was the second one I did. The first one I did, I interviewed a guy from a YouTube channel called fight perfect that got deleted. And, uh, when his, when that channel got deleted, everyone was like, Oh, that's fucked up. YouTube fucked him over. Free the homies, you know? And, uh, I did the interview from the angle of you deserve to be deleted. Here's why. And oh so my. I had some, uh-huh. yeah, I had some practice with that format. And by the end of that one, you know, it, it I, br- I try to bring it all back around at the end. And it's not like a, what it is, is, um, you know, sometimes you got to break people down in order to build them back up. You know, they have to sure. hit rock bottom before they can, before they can see that there's a real problem. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think you would probably make a really excellent like uh, a substance abuse counselor. To be honest with you, um, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of no, probably not. Well, maybe. Well, you definitely have you you definitely have the skills for it. If uh, I'm not sure if you you'd be something that you'd be preferencing to do, but you yeah. I think you could be able. To, I think you'd do a good job of it. Yeah, counseling. Uh, I guess I've always been kind of interested in it. My problem is I, I would give up on people real quick. I'd be like, here's what you do. And if they didn't do that, I would be like, okay, I don't care anymore. That's my main problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, fuck you then. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, that's cool. That's really interesting. I'm going to definitely going to have to go and watch that interview. Uh, probably once we're done here so that I know what everyone else is talking about. You guys got anything you want to talk about? Uh, we're supposed to be finishing up here in a couple minutes, but I'm not going to, uh, shut this down while we got icy mike on the phone <laughs> is there anything you want to talk about or should i could throw out a random topic it's up to you guys no I, 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 yeah. jay talks about you know kitchen instruments <laughs> <laughs> no i just want i just i just wanted to bring up how, how how you know it sounds like i'm sucking his dick every fucking five seconds but really no usually when he, you do that it sounds like whoa, 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 whoa. yeah no there's no gag <laughs> no it doesn't sound like that there's no gag reflex here um <laughs> no how you know obviously the little cut scenes on your channel you've done that really expertly because you know that it's a adhd fucking world and and you can try yeah. to get through to dan about you know this long form stuff isn't going to work. You need to keep people's attentions. And I've noticed that in your videos, you've got nice little cut scenes. It's not just one long um, soliloquy basically with you just stating a bunch of fucking bullshit. You're cutting in and out. You're using humor. And, and honestly, I want to give you props, man. You've done a fucking hell of a job with your channel. I, w- I talked to you the other night on the podcast and, and, and all the people in your little circle that are that, that are in your podcast are fucking positive. It's the, it, don't get me wrong. I love the OG. Uh, and I told you on that yeah. podcast that, it, you know, your, 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 your little slice of heaven you got going on over there is the exact antithesis of what we got going on over here. <laughs> and I love don't get me wrong, you know, I love what the fuck we do over here. I love busting balls. I love talking shit. But you you got a little something going on over there that's that's different and it's refreshing and it's nice to see the positivity, you know, as well. Yeah, but sometimes I just miss doing like hood rat things with my friends, man. Like I like be- <laughs> Like it's fun doing. Like the other night, we had a guy. He was a he's a, like a stage director from California or something like that. He he's socially awkward and he can't make friends. And now he's jammed up. And now he's like, he just turned like forty, and now he's single and he has no social skills. And uh, mm-hmm. he ended up hooking up with uh, a bu- another buddy of mine, and they became friends. And they're helping each other with. Um, my buddy kind of wants to get into uh, the the guy is a producer of children's theater. 
and my buddy wants to do a, like a children's karate TV show. And now they're, so now he has a friend and this guy has a connection and there's all kinds of cool, positive stuff going on. But like, dude, I just want, sometimes I want to go back to the dark side. That's why I come over here to fuck with you guys. Like, yeah, we're yeah, here that, every that, day that's at what six. Here for. And Jay is like the same as the friend there, only he ends up in the hospital every time we try to do something nice. Yeah. Jay, yeah. what happened with your butt? Uh, that's tomorrow. We're going uh, tomorrow. They're going to be. Uh, we're going up your butt tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Right now, right. Actually, as we speak, I just finished up a, a nice little thirty-two ounces of Gatorade Miralax. So uh, at some point, the show is going to be fucking over, folks. Because <laughs> uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to have a long time between finishing that before my next bathroom break. Uh, so what are the, the fuck is Stray doing over there? Jesus Christ, Stray, get your shit together when you call in. Stray, <laughs> What's up, boys? How are you doing? Damn, he that sounds like a big, thick, meaty dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, hey, so I got a, I got a question for Mike if he's up for it. Yeah, what's up? Hey, you had a guy. I caught your podcast. I want to say two weeks ago, and you had a guy. I don't know if he was trolling you on, um, on social media or something, or he was talking about the way that you throw hooks. And you got him on. You got him on the show. And you went after him. I was trying to figure out what the catalyst for that was. Uh, was it the guy with about the uppercut? Yeah, it was the uppercut. And you and and he he seemed to be like really supportive of you on the show. He was talking a good game, but it sounded like he had been talking shit. And you you got uh, after him. I was just curious what had sort of precipitated all that. Oh, he he made a comment. That uh, he's been watching the channel. He comments, and I only recognize, I always recognize his name because when I was early, I was maybe like 30,000 subscribers, 35,000 subscribers. And I was doing, a, uh, I was doing, when people would comment a good idea for a video, it was still to the point where I could say, so and so asked me a question. And so we're doing this video about what's, you know, and I would like say the person, you know, like uh, it, I could trace the origin of the video to a specific person. Um, yeah. And he was one of them, so his name has always stuck out to me. And he asked a question about uh, the way I taught how to throw knees, and it became a running joke on the channel. Like his name was Adam, and every like yeah, Adam became like a joke on the channel because I kind of roasted him. Well, he said uh, that the way I threw my uppercuts was wrong, and uh, I was just making an example out of him. Actually, the truth was I had those red lights set up to pulsate, like an alarm was going off. And I just wanted to do that, so I waited till he called in, so I could do the hater alert thing. <laughs> and, uh, That's funny. I, I had lighting set up that it would like be a strobe red light effect, and I was going to shake the camera and do hater alert, hater alert, <laughs> hater alert. But as tenor of the year said, the show is so fucking positive now. Nobody called in to talk shit. Like nobody called in to talk shit. So when he called in, uh, unfortunately, I kind of went after him a little more aggressively than what he was than what he was saying. He was just saying that. He thought the upper you shouldn't squat down before you throw an uppercut. Yeah, and okay. I, that's all he was saying. But I treated him like he was being a dis, like a disgusting troll because I just I wanted to use my lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't know if anybody else picked or on the chat right now heard that episode. But yeah, I I was just curious because you did get after him pretty good. Yeah, I was talking shit. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, well, we are really glad to see that your uh, YouTube channel is going well. And, and uh, in addition to your bo Podbean channel, because, uh, you know, you have your shit public, so I can see how many downloads you're getting. Um, yeah. 
We don't do that, by the way. Oh, wait. Y'all do something different? Yeah, you can you can hide that shit if uh, so that people can't see how many downloads and things that you have. Uh, a lot, and that's how a lot of the Podbean uh, people are because they don't have enough downloads to make it a bragging point. Uh, Wait a minute, Jay. Oh. Jay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you uh-huh. saying that you're hiding our downloads? Yeah, it's I have it sit uh, sit unhidden because I, I don't stop doing wa- that. God damn it! Don't do that. Yeah, Wait he's right. Everyone, motherfucker. Fine, yeah, I'll go change it. it but no. <laughs> Uh, um, that's a common thing when people first start like a YouTube channel, they do that too. They'll hide the number of, um, subscribers on their channel or hide the number of likes and dislikes Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But it has the, it has the opposite effect of what you think you would think it's like, Oh, it's going to make it. People won't be able to tell that this is small and new, but then people won't be able to tell that it's small and new. And when you're small and new, you want the viewers and subscribers and listeners and whatnot and followers that like stuff that's small and new. So there's a, a whole there's a whole portion of people that like love getting into new shit, but there's mm. nobody that loves getting into shit the size of which they have no idea. Hmm. See, the reason I bring that up is uh, I spoke with my uh, voiceover coach about this the other day, um, about that sort of thing. And he says that there is a perception that you for especially for celebrities and things like that, because I told him about the difficulties we get difficulties we have getting guests, and he said there is a perception for people like that that they don't want to associate with a podcast that they consider like below their level, that they think it will actually hurt their reputation to be on a small show uh, as opposed to a larger one. And I believe there is probably some validity to that. Uh, how well, about this, also- Jay? How many subscribers does your vocal coach have? On yeah, YouTube? I was gonna say, what school is he from? What is uh, he old school or new school? Uh, probably old school. I'd say he's yeah. got uh, he's got a lot of accolades. He's a writer. He's a director. He's a producer. He's won a whole bunch of awards and things like that. But he's also probably in his I don't. It's hard to say sixties. Probably. Uh, yeah, he doesn't and, get how social media works. Um, so, up, I, but I can understand where he's coming from just on a project level. Like, obviously, like a big celebrity wouldn't want to take a little tiny movie, uh, not, not even because of the pay, but because he doesn't think it advances career any. So. Uh, but I'm well, going to go ahead also and levels, throw Jay. Like, if you yeah. think about it, right? So, like, you're out there tweeting Kevin Smith about a fucking Podbean podcast for OG Live. Like, got to kind of, you know, live within your means here. Like, our our level of, like, a celebrity guest is, well, Icy Mike. Got to kind of start <laughs> there and move up. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, the only reason I did that is because Kevin Smith is, su- is such a big celebrity. Uh, that Kevin Smith Twitter- knows who Jay is. Kevin Smith knows who Jay is. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and well, that's he's not such helping a, us. Well, he's a really big celebrity. Uh, and like, if you see his Twitter feed, he did a video on a, the other uh, years ago trying to explain why he doesn't answer everybody. And his Twitter notification thing looks kind of like a New York Stock Exchange uh, thing. It just right. scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. Uh, and I had managed to get his attention. Uh, so I figured it'd be a shot in the dark. Uh, you know, I asked him if he wanted to be on the show sometime to explain how... Uh, you know, his social media stuff. Uh, and he, he liked it, but he never got back to me, obviously. Uh, but Jay, I just you know not who you should it. really start going after? Hmm, being that? that you're kind of in the juggalo circle. Oh, Try Jesus. to get Superhuman on. And if we can get Superhuman on, we also get Icy Mike on. See if he can kind of mindfuck the dude that jumps through retarded tables and into tax. Um, who is this? Oh, you don't know who Superhuman is? Holy shit. Ryan, explain yeah, so Superhuman is this absolute idiot that is kind of a juggalo, I guess, but his entire claim to fame is he like jumps off of things 
through like tables with a bunch of fucking bricks on it, like crazy, oh, cool. almost like professional wrestling type things. Yeah. Yeah, like one I of mean, his worst, one of his best ones was he dropped an elbow on a microwave from like 10 right. feet up or some shit like that. <laughs> right. Like jackass style content. Yeah. The yeah, reason I don't. That, and he has 200,000 YouTube subscribers just from hurting himself. Right. Yeah. See, the reason I don't want to do that is I think that he is special needs. I really think he is. Uh, and I would feel like I was taking advantage of the guy if I got him on the show to fuck with him. You're Wait not a minute taking now. advantage of a guy Wait that's a more now. famous than you. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Are you telling me there's something wrong with taking advantage of people of limited mental faculties to further your internet fame? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Mike. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'd feel bad about it. I mean, it's something he'd probably be all about it. He like because he likes the attention, too. And I can relate to that, obviously. Uh, but it'd be a weird situation for me. I'm not I'm not sure if I'd feel morally right about it. Oh, my yeah, God, you're so it. scrupulous. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll send a message. At first, I thought you were going to say I should get ICP on there, and I, I, and I was like, "Well, that there might be a little bit too big for us." No, no that's, that's gonna, so... that would be a fucking fight because I would be talking shit to them from the I... moment we started recording. They are beneath <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> they don't even register on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are fucking smarter than you give them credit for and they're really good business people i told you guys that's some of the stories about that before yeah but yeah well, no, but yeah just learned how to cultivate a cult yeah yeah but i i will say that their music is fucking silly and it would be hard to have a serious conversation about it <laughs> but you're wrong and so is your vocal whoever uh whoever that person is you're wrong about how social media currently works you now i'll give you an example a guy just had me on his his uh show and i, I don't even know it's I think it's on Instagram or maybe it's on YouTube. Like, I don't even know where it was. Like, he just hit me up. I didn't know who he was. He was small. He had like a couple thousand followers. He asked me to do his thing. I did it. And then I was like, okay, that was fun. That was a cool guy. And I know I don't even know where it went. And then I saw him post the next week. His next guest was Boss Rutten. Oh, Jesus so, fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just shoot your shot. You just ask people like I like just ask. There's, oh, there's I, shit going down in the DMs. People are answering shit that you wouldn't think they would. Oh, and I tried. So, like, for for example, like, uh, I have a lot of MMA friends on Twitter, and some of them, you know, like, a lot of them follow me back. So here's a list of the people I've asked uh, on Twitter that have never returned my messages, despite the fact that we've had conversations and private messages before. Uh, ben Saunders, uh, Rose Namajamas. Uh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I realize that's not the way right saying. You guys, it's like you guys are surprised I fucked up a name. Come on, uh, and you wonder why she doesn't respond. <laughs> well, I didn't Nama send Nama. her a vocal. I didn't send her a vocal message. It was typed out. Uh, <laughs> um, your disrespect shown through your characters. Uh, that's fucking now, great. Um, I've also sent it to the that the Canadian guy, in the main event, whose name I can't pronounce either. Uh, uh, there's all I mean, there's actually a fairly long list of people that I've asked and then never responded. <laughs> Here, I'll actually let me bring it up. Uh, the, here's the list of people that I I've can... asked to. Uh, uh, I don't now. I have not asked my friend Roxanne yet. Uh, my wife had asked her without me uh, knowing it, which did made me unhappy. Uh, but let's see: Ben Saunders, Rose, uh, Dan Caldwell, who's uh, like one of the tab out people, uh, Angela Hill, Justin Wren. That one disappoints me because Justin Wren actually told me he'd be on my uh, podcast, one of the old ones, as did the main event. Uh, uh, Jocko Wilnick, Matt Mitrione. Uh, so yeah, I've asked I'll people. Tell you- Listen, listen, Jay, here's what you got to do. This is the new currency. And actually, uh, the main event, Elias Theodoro, 
you'd asked him to be on our podcast that we were doing. Yes. And yes, he said and he, he said, would, and then he blew us off. Well, no, it's not that he blew us off. He thought he'd be able to do it on his phone. He was actually like out and about doing stuff during the day and was just going to oh. do the interview on his phone. Uh, but when he oh. found out he had to be on his computer, he'd have to cancel. So, yeah, he oh. uh, but he hasn't got back to me again. So, apparently, he's all about the icy mic and not about the passive J. That makes sense. But the thing that you got to do is you don't hit these people up. And I'm telling you this because I get these like all day, every day. I'm not bragging. They're not from anybody cool or anybody good. It's like a podcast that has like four listeners or whatever. Or a guy that's it's his first episode of his show or whatever. But what you got to start with is what you can do for them. So you got to figure out what that is. Mm. Yeah, well, and I do. I, you know, um, actually, let me see if I can't find one of uh, the messages I sent. You got to start with something like, "Hey, uh, we, you know, we run a podcast concurrently with and kind of name drop mixedmartialarts.com, You know. Um, and say, uh, you know, uh, and I, I saw you were promoting, you have a new, I saw you had a new online course out, or I saw you had, uh, a, you know, a fight coming up. Uh, I want to ask you a couple questions about this and, you know, let you promote your stuff on the podcast. You know, you okay, got to lead with like what you're doing for them. No, that's a good, that's a good idea. And I didn't do that. Uh, I'm like my, uh, message was, was hello. Uh, I just want to let you know, I started an, uh, another podcast. It's a bit different as a live call in show. Oh we do, God, a, we do a show every day sucks. at six o'clock. <laughs> and people can listen live and even call in. Uh, we had Pat Miladich on the other day, and we'd love to get you on the show in the near future. So I made sure nope. I did, did I major. So nope. and obviously it didn't work, so it wasn't right. Sounds it's a hard like a fucking form letter. Yeah, it's oh, a hard. Because it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to tell him, hey, personalize I just, things, man. Yeah, I just do. This is what you do. You text like uh, that 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 guy. Oh fuck. Um, fuck, I can't remember. But say like a dude knocks a dude out with a flipping sweet spinning head kick at a pfl event or something you know right. you'd be like dude that spinning head kick was crazy uh you know we want to talk i want to talk to you about that it's got to be about him it's got to be mm. and then you got to and then you just make it easy for him and the fact that you do it every night would be easy because it'd be like name a night you could be like name a night i'll do it you know um but yeah, lead with what 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 you're doing for them specifically, personally. Stop sending right. out fucking cut and paste shit about how y- I started yet another podcast. It's uh, gonna be a fucking flop. And uh, <laughs> if you want to do some charity work and come by and be on it, it would, and get nothing out of it and waste an hour of your life on my stupid fucking podcast. When, hey, when I see when I see starts talking in that voice, you know it's about to get good. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes a fucking good point so like jay a couple things right so like when you're reaching out to these people number one it's about like cultivating a relationship with these people and number two it should not sound like they're doing you a favor yeah right I can, I can understand that that's a good point um so I, I, unfortunately i think i've probably poisoned the well with these people no since no, got no you haven't yeah. no you haven't here's here's uh here's next here's the next lesson Ryan is exactly right. You're cultivating a relationship. So what you do is you be active on their accounts, but not in like a try hard way. Like if they post a cool picture of them training with their uh, brother, you know, picture their dog, you make a comment, you, uh, you engage with them in a meaningful, real, sincere way without asking for anything. And you do that for a while. And then one day you're like, Hey, uh, this is a cool, you know, I really liked what you said in your post the other day about such and such. Will you come discuss it with me? Okay. I see what you're saying. So not just like, uh, their tweets and move on, comment on no, more, engage. Uh, 
engage with them more and then use one of those tweets as a jumping board to the actual uh, podcast right down the road like you do it without expecting anything because my channel blew up after i got shared and featured by like five or six other channels in the span of three months and it was just because i was active in their comments and they knew who i was and they they like i said something funny or I, i wrote something interesting or inflammatory they clicked they watched they liked then they wanted to be a part of it Okay. Okay. I can see that. Well, I appreciate the advice, Mike. Uh, obviously, you know what you're doing. I, I can't get over how much you've progressed in the last couple of years, man. It's it's impressive. It really is. Yeah. So moral to the story is you just can't be minimal effort at this, Jack. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Damn it. I'm actually they, have to do stuff. Yeah. You need to. T- that's, that's your new leaf that you need to turn over. Okay. Stop okay being I'm so- that. All right. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, um, you know what? I don't have to poop yet. I, I can feel it coming. But, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, but so what that means, we have more time if you guys want to uh, continue this podcast if I see Mike. You guys got any other questions for him or anything like hey, that? I'm going to go blow up my flex here, so I'm going to check out and I'll listen to the rest. Thanks, boys. Thanks for calling, Stray. Appreciate it. Okay, boy. Ciao. He said ciao. <laughs> yeah, I said, ch- yeah, I said, I said ciao. ciao. I'm still here. I said ciao. I haven't chowed yet. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys did you guys know that I'm probably gonna get uh, canceled? As it turns out, uh, I see I saw an article that said some chick from the Bachelorette is getting a whole bunch of trouble because she accidentally sang the N word during a song. Oh yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. I, I was like, oh shit, dude, I've done that a couple few times and it's on my YouTube channel. Apparently well, I'm yeah, done. There's a here. difference. There's a difference. You're you're a large white man from Detroit. So all you have to do is just own it and be like, no, I didn't accidentally do shit. I'm t- no, I, I'm telling you, he's like he's like a centimeter away from being able to pull it off. Like a <laughs> centimeter. Yeah, not quite though. <laughs> dude, I, th- I think you, you I think you ought to take the chael son and route. And say that doesn't sound like me. That guy sounds Mexican. <laughs> I'm telling you, all we need, all we need, is one of those reaction channels where it's like two black guys watching white people be stupid. You know? Yeah. All you just... need is two of those guys to watch it and laugh. You know? And be yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe he did it. This is crazy. And then you have <laughs> privileges. You suddenly have N-word privileges. <laughs> In perpetuality. Yeah. <laughs> that's that would be pretty funny. Yeah. So I saw that and I think that's horrible. I mean, yeah, she said it. I mean, it's funny. She she tried to back it up. Um and you know, tried to say that, oh, I, well, I didn't say that, did I? But it was on tape. But I think that's bullshit. She was just singing along to a song. Uh, I you know what I posted? I said that if black people doesn't don't want us to use the N-word, they should not if put it in their songs. Right. If they do not want us to use the N-word, they should stop putting it in their songs that are so catchy and fun to sing. You know what, Jay? That's actually probably closer to you getting canceled than actually dropping the hard R in a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably. But that's what I'm saying. I don't you know I I realize that's a hurtful word. I I, I know that. Um but there are occasions where I don't think it's inappropriate. Like if, let's say, someone calls someone that that word, and you're trying to explain what that person has said, you can't use that word to explain that they said it. No, because remember Papa John? He got in trouble. He got in trouble for saying the word 
during a call in which he was being counseled and the context was like, so don't say things like blah, blah. Like he was using it in the context of things you can't say and said it and he got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know, I, I guess, I guess I don't have the proper mindset about it, but I think stuff like that's silly. Uh, obviously in context, if you're using it in a hateful situation to call so as, as calling someone a bad name using that, that's not right. But I don't think there's any world word in the world. That's so bad that you can't use it in the proper context. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You're taking a hole though. All right. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Next subject. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice that to the surprise of absolutely no one, there's been a surge of armed robberies in California as criminals are using coronavirus face masks to hold up stores. Is that true? I don't. Yes, it is. I don't think it's just California, though. No, that's like, just what that... all sorts of shit about people taking advantage. Well, this is the thing. The lowest common denominator of society is always going to take advantage of anything they can. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it is true. Um, but I mean, is that there's not really anything that can be done about it at this point. It's just something that they're going to be able to do until this uh, virus thing is over, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, there were, you know, we're opening up here tomorrow. We're that we're opening up. Everything's gonna be open tomorrow. Full, full, really? tilt, full sense. Oh, so yeah. no, no kind of like uh, they're not making the restaurants have like you know half capacity or things like that. They, they recommend. They made recommendations, but they're not mandatory. Oh, no, wow. Florida's gone full Mexico on this. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mike. Mike, you're in Me you're in Florida. I thought you were in. Uh... No, I'm in South South Carolina. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. So yeah, wow, that's surprising. Uh, I think that's probably the right way to do it. In my opinion, I think we've been closed down enough. Uh, here in Michigan, we're uh, closed down completely until the end of the month. Uh, and then they're going to open things up gradually. And my place might not open up for another two weeks because I've heard rumors that they're not going to let restaurants open until June 15th. Well, you're we talking about two like, completely different. You may as well be talking about different countries. Like South Carolina is not densely populated enough to need to be locked down. Hmm. Whereas parts of fucking Michigan are still going to be absolute shitholes that are just a, a pandemic waiting to happen again. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, it's two different worlds. Yeah, that's true. And I, I realized uh, Michigan was actually the number three hotspot in the entire country for cases at one point. I'm not sure if that's still true. Uh, but if nothing else, I think that they should limit that to like the tri-county area. You guys aren't familiar with Michigan. Uh, the tri-county areas with the three most populous uh, counties in the state. Uh, the rest of Michigan is pretty rural when it comes right down to it. So if I was in charge, I would maybe keep the lockdown down for those three counties and let the rest of Michigan do whatever the fuck they want. If you were in charge, you would have yeah. never locked anything down to begin with because you probably wouldn't have went to the office. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have done uh, nothing. Funny. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Got, you guys uh -huh. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I got to run. I got to hop off here and uh, take care of these stupid kids that are aggravating me. <laughs> well, Mike, I, I appreciate you calling in. I really appreciate the advice you gave me. I'm definitely going to use that moving forward. Okay, good. And Jay, as you do this stuff, like reach out to me. I can kind of coach you through it. Like, yeah, Rock. Interpersonal things. I'm a little bit better than you. Oh, all yeah, right. I see how it is. He is. <laughs> he's more emotionally mature and has better social skills. So well, that part like, I can't argue about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Mike, I want to thank you once again for coming in. You're an awesome guest. All right. Thank you, man. Have a good one, Mike. No sound ah. effects. Oh, never, I'm sorry. No. Never again. <laughs>
<laughs> all right. Well, I think we're going to call it a night. I want to thank all the people that called in. I see Mike Stray. Uh, we had Sly on for a little bit, uh, didn't we? I think he called in. Uh, no, tenor of the year. Oh, no. Well, then fuck Sly. You're supposed to call in every day, bro. <laughs> but I want to thank everyone that called in. I want to thank the OG Army. Uh, you, we wouldn't have a show without you guys. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Ryan. Ryan, do you got anything? Uh, a couple things. Uh, number one, everyone should go out there and subscribe to Icy Mike uh, and listen to his fuck you till you love me intervention interviews. Because apparently they're awesome. <laughs> and number two, as always, fuck all y'all. Uh, I forgot to uh, thank Stray uh, for calling in. You guys have a great night. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Screw you, hippie! <laughs>